1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cleveland Sports Awards were last
2: night. Celebration of things in Cleveland sports-wise. We're going to hear from Joel Batonio of the Browns momentarily. 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Cavaliers legend Larry Nance is oh, going good. to join us. That'll be fun. Father of two NBA players.
3: How about that? Pretty, pretty cool. You Loving know it, it is? It. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm just curious last night at the sports awards at 1022 in the morning if uh, either of the Kelseys won any awards. Do we know? No? Yeah. They did?
2: Yeah. Best looking dad with his boobs hanging out, according to his daughter. Oh, Keith is a big fan
3: of that. Keith was Keith and I were talking about that yesterday. So there it is. 1022. There
2: it is. 1022. Joel Batonio might give uh, Jason a run for his money, though. Okay, but I think I think that Joel was clothed last night at the Sports Awards, which might not be a bad thing. the uh, The Browns team won a won an award for what best moment of the year, the the Brown season, which is bigger than a moment, but okay, it worked, you know. So there there you go, and that was great. And Joel represented the team, which Joel seems to do on a regular basis, you know when. when when you're looking for somebody to represent the Browns, isn't Joel your guy? Isn't Miles Garrett your guy? It's one of the two. And Miles won one Athlete of the Year in the city of Cleveland. And he was uh, represented by Andrew Barry. And he was there last night, right? Andrew Barry was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was great. Got to like that a lot. Joel was asked about the uh, Browns season and representing the Browns and
4: getting their moment and everything. Here's what he had to say. You know, the team itself – represents the city of Cleveland, just like hardworking, blue-collar. Like, you know, the odds aren't always in your favor, but the guys come to work and they they want want to be the best. And our fans got to experience that with us, which for the first time, you know, in a long time, because in 2020 it was, you know, COVID, not very many people out there. It it was such a cool moment, and I think the city of Cleveland, you know, loves their football, so I think it worked out great.
2: It is true. You know, last time they were in the playoffs, about 10,000 of the Browns' closest friends were there
5: and
2: not 70. It's true. So that's a
3: different deal, which is good. Oh, man, I hope he gets a shot. Let's give him a shot to win a championship. Come on. Let's go. The Seriously. team
2: obviously did some impressive things this year. And considering, I think they were impressive. 11-6 and 6 with all those injuries and getting into the playoffs. We We all don't like the way the playoffs ended, but that's the whole thing. But Joel says it goes back to the guys in charge.
4: I think the guys this year cared about each other. There's a true, um, you know, closeness about the team. And I, I think you keep those core pieces intact to, to try and grow that and build that. And I think the culture of the, the locker room has grown since, you know, Coach Stefanski and AB have taken over in 2020. And it's only going to continue to grow because results are there.
3: Continue to grow. Okay. I did think – you think there was a cultural change this year, don't you? It's amazing what winning does. Oh, I, I, I kind of, you know, I I but, don't, I don't know. Here, you, tell, you tell me. The whole Greenbrier thing. Man, they kept talking about that and talking about that. They brought in a couple players that understood what it took to get all the way to the finish line and win a Super Bowl. And I, I, I thought they brought in a very, very good mix of players that could kind of steer this thing in the right direction. And then in the end, I think they got extremely lucky with Joe Flacco. The way he was able to play, the way he was able to execute, and also the experience that he brought in. I, if you didn't learn something this year from this team and from when Joe, uh, when Joe came in at the end of the season, you're never going to learn. So I, I, I kind of like it. Maybe what I'm talking about, and I can see how you'll say this, is a little bit overrated, but I do think the atmosphere and just, there was something about this team that was special, and I think that the, the community embraced that, especially towards the end. But none of this would be special if they weren't winning games. So
2: Well, I, I was just going to say you can have – bad culture in a winning situation. Uh, Apparently, there's a basketball coach in Milwaukee who just paid the price for that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But you're right, Andy. When you win, your culture is usually embraced, and people say, boy, what a great culture we have. But I I think Kevin Stefanski has done a good job of setting that up, and Jim Schwartz tweaked it on the defensive side of the ball. You know? I mean, all, all of those things lead to Things going on. And, and Alex Van Pelt doing a fine job on the offensive side of the ball, apparently as offensive coordinator. He was let go, as we know. Change happens in the NFL. We know that. And sometimes you, you think we need to hear a different voice. We need a little different approach. It, it's never, it, and it's really weird to me, especially in the NFL. I, I think the NFL more so than Major League Baseball. I think more so than the NBA even where assistants often change. But the NFL is nuts. You know, combined with college football, these guys have multiple, multiple jobs. I mean it just happens. And Alex Van Pelt, who's good at what he does, was let go and the Browns are looking for a new offensive coordinator. But Tonio was asked, Why do you think that happened?
4: You know, I knew nothing about it, you know, until I saw it on on Twitter like everybody else. So it's always a little bit of a surprise. I think Coach Stefanski just wants to continue to, to tweak things. He did some things on defense last year, and some things on you know offense now this year, and special teams as well last year. But I have nothing but good things to say about AVP. He was he was a great dude. Yeah, what's he gonna say?
2: I mean, you, you, you don't have to say he was a great dude. No,
3: you just say he was a good coach. Uh, enjoyed working with him. I mean, really, if you really if you didn't have anything to say, he he went the extra mile, and no worries with that. I mean, you spend every day with these guys for months. And then all of a sudden, you pull someone out of the group. And I think there's a fine line, too, because these guys, they don't want to um, aggravate their current employer. And they also, they, they don't want to aggravate them, but yet they still need to maintain ballots moving forward. That's all. I just think it's really... Sometimes it's hard to find the words
0: There's joy in every journey.
2: I think it's really interesting when when teams make moves. And, and I, I think one thing you run the risk of, Andy, is, is making the move when you shouldn't make a move. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that's the situation here. It, it's, pro sports has always fascin- fascinated me when it comes to that. It, it really has. And with Alex Van Pelt, as a... Is an offensive coordinator not calling plays kind of vague, right? Right. We, we don't know exactly what's going on. It, did he design the whole offense? Does he design the whole game plan and hand it to Kevin Stefanski on game day? I can't imagine that I that's, don't think the that's the case. No, no, I think
3: there's way more. Like I think analytics groups get involved and say, this is you know your percentage plays that will work here in this situation, and let's take a look at the number of plays that will work. And then And then also you've got to be able to have that tree that says, okay, I'll come A, B, C, D. I mean, there's zillions I would, of outcomes. I would think there are so many people involved, but then
2: I would think it comes down to, at the end, your offensive coordinator and Kevin Stefanski to move it forward. I would say it worked. You know, the the, the, key, the key issue is obviously you have to get Deshaun Watson on track and get that going, but they were 4-1 and one in the games that he was you know, right. the guy. Mm-hmm. So. That worked, right? Yeah, and I, I just the kicker I, worked there too. In well, some of years. yeah, I just, I, I just kind of wonder. Okay, are you, are you going to improve it or are you going to change it? You know, I, I, I've, as you might know, I'm a big believer in if you have something that's working, you stick with it, even though it might need some tweaking a little bit. And I, I just, I wonder. I, I understand why they would want to make a move at offensive coordinator. If they think they're not getting the most out of Deshaun Watson, I, if,
5: but I don't, I don't could, could he, Alex
2: Van Pelt do that? He was a quarterback. He's he's been a, a coach around the league before, twice a coordinator. But the sample size is still small, isn't it? With Deshaun, yeah. yes. I I see that's and that's part of it, Andy. You know, you, we can't sit here and say that it, it's been absolutely nailed. You know, you can't no. say,
3: but. Four and one this year was pretty good. It was set forth in the right direction. Now oh, I want to see more. Right.
2: And don't you? I I do think this. If if he hadn't been injured and had continued to play, I think the Browns would have done at least what they did in the regular
3: season, eleven and six. If not at more, least, at least at least. Yeah. There's. I'm trying to think of games you can give away, take away, kind of like. Uh,
2: well, I I just think overall, you he, he's the best quarterback that you had. And I know Joe Flacco came in and was lights out, and for for the most part, and but I I think they would have been better with Deshaun. And I just I just think okay, I wonder what it is Kevin Stefanski thought that this is why we need to tweak this. Was it Mary
3: Kay asked yesterday? Was it, yeah, that I said, is there any way Kevin gives up the play calling next year? She said all things on the table, right? Yeah. What do you think? Does he give up the play? I guess it depends on who they bring in.
2: I would think it depends on who you bring in.
3: Kevin would have to look at somebody and go, you know what? All right, I'm going to bow down to this guy because I want to take a look at everything. And maybe now this gives me a chance to step away and maybe even look at some defensive things that are going on, special teams, some other things that maybe he wants to look at a little bit more depth on a day-to-day basis and give them more time than he would the offense based on play calling.
2: You know, the one thing I think we need to eliminate from, this, <laughs> from the conversation, and I don't mean the one we're having, but... I think anytime anybody has this, do you think a coach calls the plays because egotistically he thinks, I want to be the man? I don't think I don't, I think, don't that. think that's why, no. I think a lot of people think that, though. I, I I'm, do, do you think that about play calling? Folks? Oh, I remember. 2, 216-474-0092 is the number to join us. I, I just wonder what the thought is about Kevin calling plays. I think he does it because he thinks he's good at it and it's best for the team now is that egotistical or is that taking a realistic look at what you do and how you do it and where your team is
3: i think that goes along the line with just pretty much anyone that has, gets a promotion and like, so i've always said this like i always think it's odd that when we promote someone and we put them in a bigger role that bigger role now has jobs that they haven't done before right mm-hmm. like I, I mean essentially it, when some you responsibility, say responsibility yeah for the most part though when you promote anybody at any time they were outstanding, and they excelled at what they were doing at that current point. If you're going to give them a promotion, that means more work in uncharted territory for where they haven't. Like, I, you know, I, I think about, I don't know. It, like, I, I can put it in a newsroom situation because, you know, we've lived that. You suddenly take someone who's a producer who basically just, you know, writes stories, stacks stories, and tries to formulate what's going on, and now all of a sudden you put them in the news director's office, and now they're suddenly – Finance majors because they have to understand budget and then also understand the needs of all these other departments. I mean, you're you, you in a lot of ways you set yourself set yourself up to fail. So I think what happens is you take those strengths that you have from what you did before and then you continue to move them forward. And that's why I don't have a huge problem with head coaches calling plays because the chances are that they got that head coaching job because they were outstanding at calling plays. Now, do I they want to? I agree with that. Do they want to continue to do that? Or do they now want to become the teacher and then help an offensive coordinator see things the way they do to call those plays, and then they can sit back and go, okay, I've got this protege now that is going to be able to take what I've learned, and I've been excellent at that, and now have them become excellent at that, and we can all get better somewhere down the road. I wonder
2: if after four years, though, they, the folks in Berea, and I don't mean just Kevin, you know, Aldi Podesta, Andrew mm-hmm. Barry, I would think they would be the folks who would have input into this if, if it comes to this. If they think, all right, you know what, Kevin? We think this new coordinator who you're going to hire might be the right, whoever it's going to be, we'll see. This is the right guy to call plays, and we'd like you to do this and oversee the team, as you mentioned. I I just wonder, or is everybody on But Kevin's
3: got to be comfortable in his own skin. There's no way. And and if it gets to the point where he's like, either I'm calling the plays or not, then he has to make a decision on if he wants to move
2: on. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's interesting because Joel Batonio, really high on the guy that they just let go.
3: You don't want to be the emperor that's not wearing clothes. Well, right? that's that's true. And that's I think Ryan Day sees that down in Columbus. Joel was also asked about the man who's
2: coached him on the offensive line whose son is now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. That's official. Joel's thoughts about Bill Callahan next on Baskin and Phelps.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,